Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this week's edition of Big Drive Energy, we're going to preview the 2021-2022 PGA Tour schedule, give you guys an in-depth look at all the dates, the courses for the majors, and even give you guys some bold predictions on who we think is going to win some big tournaments this year. We also have this week's edition of Fairway or Four, and playing a guessing game called Guess That World Ranking. All right, let's tee it up. Hello friends, welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Big Drive Energy. I am your co-host, uh, Mitchell Smith, here with my brother, Spencer Smith. What's happening? What's up, man? We are over here in Studio B at the DNVR Bar, about to be popping for the little Nuggets Sixers tonight, and of course, like he does every time he comes to Denver, no Joel Embiid. He's, he's got a, big scared. Yeah, he's big scared of the of the real MVP, uh, so we don't get to see Joel Embiid, but we do get to see the greatest player in basketball right now. Well, right now I'd say it's Steph Curry, maybe. That's an argument we can have at a later date. But uh, basically the best player in basketball. Reigning the, MVP. The reigning MVP. We get to watch him play. And I don't think Nuggets fans and Denver fans truly take in how amazing it is to watch that dude play basketball every night. Like it's, We take it for granted for sure, and we shouldn't. So. Yeah, it's a it is such a treat, and like you said, you because you don't really understand. It's like I think we've said this before, but it's like watching a really good round of golf. Nothing like that, besides some of his passes. Nothing looks like super spectacular or flashy. And then you look at his stat line, you're like, he had thirty two, fifteen, and ten. Like holy shit, he's he had one of the best nights in the entire NBA, and it looks like he had nothing. You know, so that's just how he rolls. He's just that good. Yeah, watching him play in crunch time, 
is like watching Patrick Cantlay last year putting. Like mm-hmm. you expect everything to go in. It's a shock when something doesn't go in at the end of a game. Like he's just that clutch and that fun to watch. So we definitely don't take it for granted. We try not to. Well, and another thing that we didn't get a touch on because we had Vic in studio last week. Um, we were in Dallas. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw that. We were in Dallas for the Broncos game. Um, and just one electric time. We had great seats. We completely lucked out. And <clears throat> watching them beat the Cowboys in Jerry World, unreal experience, unlike any other one. We've been to – that's our eighth away game now. Um, we hit a new stadium every year until we've hit them all. And this is the definitely the nicest stadium we've been to. It was it was outrageous. Yeah, the only thing I would say I didn't really like about Jerry's World is the music, like pregame music, wasn't that lit and loud. Like at other stadiums, like Arrowhead, for instance, that shit bumped. That shit was loud. Yeah, that shit was like you're you're getting hyped. And at Jerry's World, it was like maybe Jerry picked the playlist because it yeah it wasn't anything. Super the playlist was you know whatever, but just the whole the whole music and and the whole vibe in the stadium was kind of eh. So I, I left with a little bit of sadness because of that, but zero sadness. Because, I was gonna say what the fuck because of the actual game, an absolute blowout. Then we got to wake up Monday morning and play a course called Canyon Creek in uh, Richardson, Texas. Richardson, Texas. Just a little so northeast of Dallas. Shout out to Kelly McCandless for getting us on there. Um, really good track. Really good track. It was a, It's a country club, but it was open on Mondays, and so it was one of the few courses that was open on Monday that um, is a country club down there. So we got to go play down there, and uh, Mitchell thoroughly beat me like a drum. Uh, this happens. I think he made uh we saw we jokingly we saw a bug on the windshield that was a fucked up bug it was a bug i I had never seen in my life and we tweeted it out and somebody commented and was like yo that's the birdie bug and i was like (laughs) yeah and then i thought about it and mitchell actually made three straight birdies in a row right after we saw that fucking monster of a bug proceeded to stuff a wedge after i saw that huge discolored wasp looking fucking thing yeah so on our windshield it truly was the birdie bug yeah for one of us i caught the birdie bug i guess you could say um i think that's the only thing i caught down in dallas good for me uh but the birdie bug was was definitely rolling i think i bogeyed the first two holes and shot like two over yeah i rolled in a like a 20 footer for par on the first hole and I missed and like I, a four. And I was like flexing my shit. Like whenever I can beat Mitchell in a hole, it's just a good feeling. Um, especially not at Spring Valley. Like other places, he's his game's just so sound that he just doesn't hit it out of bounds, doesn't hit it out of play. Um, I flubbed like seven wedges. And let's just talk about the difference in grass. It like if you don't play down there often enough, you're not used to it. And now, on a very smaller scale, I see why guys like Jordan Spieth win in Texas. Why guys like win at their home oh, totally. courses? The like, surfaces are, make just as big of a difference as the conditions. Yeah, like I hit. I'm not a great chipper, but I hit a lot of good putt or good thought. What I thought were good chips, and they went like five feet. Yeah, that that was not a fun time. I did have one of those myself. Where the wedge, um, if you've played anywhere in Florida, like with that Bermuda grass, uh, Florida, South Carolina, anywhere on the coast. Um, where there's it's very humid the this grass just grows and it's so fucking sticky like your club just sticks in the ground so you really have to be able to control your low point and your leading edge i don't know how they hit a flop shot off of that especially if it's like more on the firm side because you can't really lay it open but you can't really get any height on it when you're trying to control your low point 
so well that you're hitting ball first. So you have to lay it open, cut way across it, and hope hope you don't hit behind it or stick it in the ground. So, yeah, it was a struggle for me. Um, and speaking of Jordan Spieth, shout out to him. His uh, his kid was born today. Oh. He's got a new kid. Um, his first kid, I believe. I think it is. And that will definitely um, factor into my rankings for this next year. Yes, and we can talk about that. But so his uh, Sammy Spieth, great name, born or I, I guess or I girl. should say, he, I I'm I'm guessing it's a boy. He has a blue heart after it on the Instagram post at Jordan Spieth. Um, but he was actually born on November 14th, so congratulations to him. Sammy Spieth is already a better putter than I am. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't question Three that. days old, and he rolls it better than I do if he's anything <laughs> like his, his old man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that that's super cool, and it is really odd when guys on the PGA Tour have children. And besides, like— Especially when they actually have children. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, they yeah they they don't actually have the children. Usually, their significant other does, but uh, they always seem to improve their game. Maybe it gives them a little perspective. Like uh, Tiger went on a, a pretty big run after um, Charlie was born. Sergio Garcia after Azalea. Uh, that's when he won the Masters. I, or that was the. I'm sorry. That was. I don't know if she was born yet. Either way, I think she, I think she was born after the Masters because he named her after the Masters, Azalea. Super cool name, by the way. Super classy. But yeah, we'll have to see how that translates to Jordan's golf game. And he did end last season on a pretty high note. Like he came from fucking nowhere, from the clouds. Uh, he was fighting his way into tournaments. What did he get down to in the world rankings this year? Somewhere close to a hundred, right? Yeah, if I, I think remember he stayed correctly. in the top 100, but he was yeah, sniffing he was, being uh, out of that. I think he was in the 90s, yeah. And for a guy who thought that, or that everybody thought was going to be the next Tiger Woods, that, that was kind of a, a tough spot for him. But he came back with two, or did he win three times this year? He won at least multiple times. Had a phenomenal season, so it'll be fun to see what he does next year. And um, he may or may not be on my bold predictions list. Ooh. So we'll we'll get into that. But... Um, let's get into this, the 2021-2022 PGA Tour schedule. So PGA Tour is a little weird in the fact that it's a year-round sport, but they don't, as most of you know, start the schedule on the first of the year, and they don't end it on... And they know. just switched that fairly recently, like I think three or four years ago, I want to say, because uh, the fall schedule... It, it was included in the previous year, but I think they did it for um, for overall like FedEx Cup points. I want to say, but the Hyundai Tournament of Champions always used to be, or now what is the gen is it the Genesis Tournament of Champions? Um, Century. Oh, jeez. Okay, the Century Tournament of Champions used to be the first tournament of the year, first week of January, from all with all of last year's previous. Oh, that's what it was. They had like a fall money list. They had like a regular season money list and then a fall money list. But then they switched uh, qualifying school to where um, and they'd send the guys from 125 to 150 on the FedEx Cup down to the final stage of like uh, Corn Ferry qualifying to try to get back to the PGA Tour and earn their card. So it had to do with that. that no, that just came to me. So I'm. you can quote me on that. I'm almost... Uh, I'm 98% sure I'm correct on that. 
Uh, but anywho, let's let's get after it. And we what have we already played five five events this year? Yeah. So the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two schedule started with the Fortnite Championship. Actually, Fortnite. Fortnite in Napa, California. Max Homa taking home the first Homa. He's taking Homa the first. <laughs> Tournament of the year, uh, 500 FedEx Cup points for most of these. The Twitter goat. Uh, the Twitter goat and collecting a, a swift $1.26 million, which since he won it in California, it's going to be more like that's 600 like, Yeah, that's like half a in million. In his pocket. And you then, of course, we had uh, the slaughter on the water. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Ryder Cup, where the USA dominated in unbeforeseen fashion at... Whistling straight, record-setting fashion, which I've played before. And I don't know oh, not a big deal. We I don't haven't know talked if we about talked that. about that at all. Yeah, um, spent shot eighty-five out there in NBD. <laughs> and then we had the Sanderson Farms, which is a feature in one of our TikToks. Actually, pretty funny. The Sanderson uh, fucking farms. If you don't follow us on TikTok, do it at Big Drive Energy. Um, we we basically roast people. Uh, based on their that walk etiquette. into the pro shop, yeah, and, and just the stupid the, shit they do. The one we posted yesterday, which would be uh, which would have been Wednesday, so a couple days ago. By the time you're hearing this, this legitimately happened. It, it's a little exaggerated how we did it. Of course, we have to add some pizzazz because that's who we are. Some flash, but the the what the premise of the actual thing was legitimately what happened. So kind of unreal to think about and. If you look in the comments, you'll see like some people that are like, "Oh, just let him return it." No, like that's so fucked up. Like, I don't even want to get into it because it actually pisses me off. Yeah. Um, but I should have known from the start. Rookie mistake on my move by just falling for it. So, hook, line, and sinker, baby. Um, and then we had the Shriners Children's Open. At Wait, who, who won Sanderson? Was it uh, Sam Burns? Sam Burns. Yep. Burnsy. I think he's like twenty-four, and he's already. Gonna make more money than me in my entire lifetime. So yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And then uh, Shriners Children's Open. Uh, we had the little Vegas swing, a couple weeks out there in Vegas. Uh, TPC Summerlin, the winner, Sunjay M. So and Sunjay M is one of my favorite players. I just like the way the dude plays. Well, you bet on him a lot, like in the middle of the season. You're always picking him, and he's. I mean, wasn't he leading by a good bit in like top three finishes on tour last year? Uh yeah well he well remember we read on the podcast I don't remember the, I don't have a, the stats Ooh. off the top of my head now but reading like his because he plays in like every event like mm. he's one of those dudes that just must love golf well yeah like, we we talked about it but he literally doesn't have a home in in America and he plays on the PGA tour so why would he spend a week in some random hotel when he can actually just go play on tour yeah and then we had the resurgence of rory mcelroy at the cj cup at summit in the summit club in las vegas that place looks so sick fat purse for that one so he cl cleared almost 1.8 million um and then our um ma former masters well reigning masters champion hideki matsuyama took home the cup at the zozo championship in china in or japan in chiba Japan, as if I'm reading this correctly. Shiba I thought they, Inu? I thought they maybe just had a fucking s spelling error here on uh, PGATour.com. Is that where Shiba coin started? Maybe What's that coin? Sh sh yeah, Shiba. She is Shib. It? Shiba. Shiba. <laughs> I'm a Shibillionaire. Going to be a Shibillionaire <laughs> once that shit hits a penny. Psych. Um, you mean a dollar? No, a penny. Oh. If it oh. hits a penny. It's okay, like, goddamn. Yeah. Yep, never yeah. mind. Um, okay. And then... We had the uh, this this past week or a couple weekends ago, uh, Halloween weekend at Port Royal R Golf Course in Southampton, uh, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, 
one by Lucas Herbert, Justin Herbert's brother. Herbert. Um, just for quick reference, Southampton's in the Bahamas, correct? Uh, it just says Bermuda. Or Bermuda, I'm sorry. Never yeah. mind. So I don't know the difference. Like, I don't know. Isn't, like, the Bahamas, like... It's just a different island. Yeah, okay. So off it, the east of... I think the Bahamas are just where the really rich people go. I think Bermuda's, like, where pretty rich people go. Okay. So I, I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. But that's that's just how my mind envisions it. Okay, I got you. And then we had the Mayakoba, which is one of our, uh, going back a couple podcasts, one of our favorite trophies. It's the big-ass chameleon because um, it's played at the El Chameleon Golf Club in Riviera Maya, Mexico. And the funniest guy, the funniest, most fun-loving guy on tour, at least on camera, Victor Hovland won that. And then this past weekend um, at Memorial Park in Houston, Texas, we had the Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Houston Open won by Jason Kokrak. Kokrak so, has like a big thing for late season wins because I know he won the CJ Cup last year. Um, I think he won late season the year before. He just so it's late early though. What like, early season? Early, yeah, late, late in the season. year. I'm sorry, late in the year, early in the season. But yes, he he definitely likes to get off on the right foot in the season. Um, but admittedly, so a lot of these fields are weaker. Um, they're. The win, besides the CJ Cup, I want to say, because that had, um, it was a stacked, crazy field. The leaderboard was awesome. But a lot of the other ones, this this last eight-week stretch was kind of a lot of the, the better players' downtime. Um, not better players. I mean, they're all on the PGA Tour. You know, fuck off, Mitchell. <laughs> but the the players higher in the world ranking, um, they're – they're not. They're taking their break right now, while the guys who are kind of fighting to get a, a jump start on next season and get up in the uh, the FedEx Cup points rankings are really trying to take advantage of of this little fall stretch of the twenty twenty two season coming up. Um, yeah, because it's not really golf season; it's football season. It, yes, you know, like it's just one of those things that's known. And if you're a football fan, you can win free bets over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Get out. When you bet on any NFL game, if you bet $1 on either team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. So when a team scores, you score. That's right. Only score. a DraftKings Sportsbook. Customers can also get skin in the game with the same game parlays, which you can parlay multiple bets from the same game. X amount, X player over a certain amount of yards, a certain player rushing over uh 50 yards, whatever, you can change the numbers, you can do whatever, it changes the odds and gets you one big payout in just one single game. DraftKings is always safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash at your nearest convenience. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code DNVR. As a new user, you bet $1 on either team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook this week an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so back to the PGA Tour schedule coming up now. So what we've talked about is the 2021-2022 schedule. We've already had a few winners uh, and pretty big names, to be honest with you, like Homa, Burns, M, McElroy, Matsuyama, Herbert's the only one that's kind of coming up, and then Hovland and Kokrak. Yeah, so pretty. A, a lot of good winners already on tour, guys that are 
secure in their cards. You know, they're not playing for uh, the last hope of possibly getting, you know, keeping themselves on the PGA Tour in 2023. Um, so the next tournament we got coming up this weekend, it's currently playing right now as we as we speak in Sea Island, Georgia, which is a place I really want to go. The R- Is it the RSM? The RSM Classic. That's a great tournament. Yeah, so it's at the Sea Island Resort, the Seaside Course. And last year, it was won by Robert Streb. So that's coming up this weekend. Make sure you check that out on the Golf Channel, CBS, all that stuff. Uh, moving into December, uh, there is only two tournaments in December, and then they uh, take a couple weeks off. They give the, their guys a Christmas break, you know. That is very NBA nice NBA doesn't get that. Christmas Day is, like, kind of when the season starts, quote-unquote, you know, when you hear all those NBA writers. And no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. But uh, NHL also does that, which I think is cool. NHL is, like, so low-key dope. Like, they're just very well put together, even though they've caught a lot of heat recently because because of a lot of different things we won't get into. Um, but yeah, like the Olympic break for them, too, is clutch as fuck. They get a two week Olympic break. Um, but actually don't want to get too far off track here. I guess there was um, I don't know if it was a clause or what it was, but with covid this year, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL has the option to um, basically bow out all NHL players out of the Olympics in order to try to keep the NHL season on track. Like, if there's too many um, games postponed and stuff with COVID, Bettman will be forced to pull all the NHL players out of the Olympics to keep them here so they don't have to take two weeks off, which is pretty wild. Really? But, so the Olympics could turn into an absolute shit show as far as players-wise? It'd be because, like Russia against Poland. Well, because NHL players, dude. Or Norway, or, you know. They're just different. Like, they, they, it, any international sport, I feel like, other than the United States, the most, like, huge athletes over here in America sometimes care more about playing in the Olympics. Like, the, the entire country of Serbia was pissed off at Nikola Jokic after he played, like, every game in the playoffs last year that he didn't play for Serbia in the Olympics la- in the Olympics in basketball. So, a lot of those dudes, man, that's, a, like, a they're big na- deal. Yeah, their them. national pride is just as big of a deal as playing. Prof- it, I mean, it's like the Ryder Cup, basically. You know, you get to represent your country, and they're not even making money. Ma- they're making a, a little bit at the Olympics, but not, I, at the Ryder Cup, they make nothing. It's just the, the pride of representing your country and being able to— to say you were an Olympic uh, participant, along with getting the the five rings, the Olympic logo tattooed somewhere on your body, just so everybody knows you participated. I know that's a very popular thing. So, <laughs> All right, and the next two tournaments after this week, uh, so they take a week off for Thanksgiving, and then they have the uh, – both of these next two tournaments do not have any FedEx Cup points tied to them. Really? Um, so the Hero World Challenge. Oh, and that's the, Tiger's tournament. Yeah, and the QBE Shootout uh, at Tiburon Golf Course in Naples. Is that a father-son deal? It's a two-person deal. Oh, okay. So our defending champions for the Hero World Challenge, Henrik Stenson, and for the QBE Shootout, Matt Kuchar and Harris English. So um, that's that finishes up 2021 on the schedule. And then we get into the 2022 full-on Hawaii swing. Uh, you know, it just sucks. These players got to spend their first two weeks of every year in Hawaii. And the thing I like about the Tournament of Champions is it is what it is. You know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> that's, that's a little on the nose. But, but when you yes. watch that tournament, it's big-name 
after big name, and they all like to play in that because they've earned. I mean, all these guys have to earn, and that's the beauty of golf. I think we've talked about it before, but in this sport, you can't just earn a contract and then fuck underperform and yeah. forever and and like live off that contract. It is performance based pay, one hundred percent every week, every week, week in, week out, and even performance based keeping yourself a professional and keeping yourself on the tour is based on your performance. So, the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. I believe you've played that course, right? No, I haven't played Kapalua. I've only played on the Big Island. I've played um, the the most n- notable one I have played is Nenea Country Club over there, which is super tough to get onto. Not a big deal. Uh, Kapalua, you just pay like four hundred bucks and you're there. Like, okay, all right, nothing special. You got to know people to get on to Nenea, but that's beside the point. Anywho, I I think that the Tournament of Champions is low-key like the best win of the season. First of all, here's here's a few reasons why. Um, this doesn't make it the best, but this makes it like the most viable option is you're only playing against 40 dudes. You know, like every every week on the PGA Tour, you're playing against 120-plus players. That statistically brings your odds down. If everybody's on a level playing field, you know, everybody's on the PGA Tour, that gives you, what, a 0.8% chance of, of beating everyone. Um, at Kapalua, you have a 2.5% chance just for showing up, you know? Like, you're just there. You're in the field. You have a, you're basically tripling your odds of, of winning and getting back to Kapalua. That's another reason why it's the best win. Because you go out the first tournament of the year, essentially, the calendar year, and you're already back at the... Tournament of Champions. You can already book your flight for next New Year's to head on over to fucking Hawaii and go enjoy yourself, you and your family, kick back for a week or two. So I think that is just, like, especially for the guys, there's certain guys who win it where you're like, yeah, they're going to win four or five times this year. But then there's guys who win it and you're like, that could be their only win this season. So they clutched up and, like, I think people don't understand that these guys' foot most of these guys' foot or feet, geez, are firmly on the gas pedal at this point in the season. You know, they're like they're the whole goal is to start hot because if you win one one right off the bat, then that can keep the momentum going. And I mean, it's a full purse, so you're still making great money. Um, so, yeah, just a great all around tournament. And then they follow that up with the Sony Open, correct? Exactly. Yep. The Sony Open in Wiley, 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 Wiley. I'm sorry. Wiley in Honolulu, and Kevin Na won that last year. The good old uh, fucking quick grab, quick rake. I'm biggest his own biggest fan uh, scenario, but the the little Hawaii swing is is always fun because unfortunately we still don't get. PGA Tour Golf in Colorado, although Vic Lombardi alluded to that that may be coming sooner than later. Hawaii gets its little swing beginning of the year when it's absolutely beautiful over there. I mean, there's never a day where it's not beautiful over there. And The only thing that does suck a little bit is it's on TV at like 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. I think you got to stay up till, what, probably 9, 10 p.m. to see who wins it. So, I mean, that doesn't suck. I'm not a child. I can... I make my own bedtime, so I can wa- I can watch. It's wh- bedtime, son. Yeah, I can decide when I want to go to bed. But like, just a weird deal sitting around waiting for, um, to watch like the final round kind of all day. Luckily, we do have football 
and everything. So yeah, and football well into January regular season football this year. So red zone another week red of football. zone until January 9th. You love to absolutely love to see that. Um, and then the PGA Tour takes a little swing into the state of California uh, with the American Express at the PGA West, which was won by Siwoo Kim last year, kind of bust onto the scene with that win. Um, that's in La Quinta, California. Uh, Some and, desert golf. And then the Farmers Insurance Open at, at Tory. At Tory, which is a great venue. And then the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, great, like back-to-back great venues. Torrey yeah. Pines, Pebble Beach. U.S. Open venues. And they, the, the it's crazy because it didn't, wasn't the U.S. Open at Torrey last year? I want to say it was. Anywho. Oh, um, yeah, because they played back-to-back. Basically, it was like, like three weeks. They played at Torrey like two times in four, three, four months. Yeah, exactly. And it was so crazy to see the contrast of how they have it set up for the regular PGA Tour event versus the U.S. Open, like the rough around the green, just the, I think they even narrowed some fairways, I want to say, like they, they did everything to make it look completely different, and I know um, it was not a disappointing test for those guys at the U.S. Open last year, but yeah, that little California swing is always super fun to watch. And then uh, it takes a, a week off the California swing, and goes to the Wasted Management Phoenix Open, which uh, I don't know if we said this on the podcast, but Mitchell and I will have fo- February entirely off of the golf course that we work at. So February 1st to February 28th, we will not be working at all. We'll be doing content stuff. We will be down at the Waste Management Open. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday is that Sunday. That's just like a great weekend uh, to be watching golf, having a good time. There's going to be DraftKings Sportsbook live betting setups at the waste management we're going to be there we're going to be inside the ropes fingers crossed going to be an absolute banger oh yeah i february we will be living our best life if you just check our bac and then spencer's getting married um beside the point whatever afterthought totally kidding super stoked for you dude um but if you check our bac at any point throughout the month it's probably going to be relative like 0.05 or higher. Exactly. Not, or, I mean, not like Henry Ruggs high, but like... Sheesh, too soon. But high. Um, <laughs> maybe we should cut that. No, <laughs> yeah, delete that. that. All right. Um, and then it goes back to Riviera, another phenomenal golf course at the Genesis Invitational. They which just is also keep bringing by, bangers. Which Riviera's is also won by Max Homa. And then, then it takes a little bit of a Florida swing. So goes to PGA National with the Honda Classic. That's a great event. That's one of those like high level, a lot of players in it events. That is like, yeah, statistically speaking, one of the toughest events on tour. Um, and it's it's a WGC, correct? Uh, or am I missing? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, it's one of the bigger fields. Uh, played at the Bear Trap, like not bigger fields, but one of the better fields. Um, of any regular season PGA Tour event. So that one's always a good challenge. I always, I don't know, the Florida swing is a little bit weird. Uh, I just, watching golf in Florida is not my favorite thing ever, if I'm being honest. it's I'd rather watch it in California, Arizona, even like the Midwest, Hawaii. Really, I don't know, just Florida golf is just not for me. Not for you. All right. Well, then the PGA Tour thinks the same because then they come out of there, go to the Puerto Rico Open at Grand Reserve Country Club in, in Puerto Rico, and then Puerto they go Rico? right back to Florida. So we'll just kind of go through these kind of quickly. Um, basically, March, we've got the Arnold Palmer, the players, fifth major. If you, you can just tell by the payouts looking at these. So 
the Arnold Palmer, Bryson DeChambeau won last year and won 1.6. The Valspar, which is right after, great track in Palm Harbor, Florida at Copperhead at Innisbrook. But Sam Burns won 1.2. And then the players, Justin Thomas cleared a fat 2.7. Yeah, so, like, the, the players' purse, like, all these purses. I think the players' purse is the biggest purse on tour. 20,000. or 20,000. <laughs> 20, Fuck, that's, I missed a that's, whole three zeros. That's not moving the needle for uh, any $20 million, dollars, I should say. The so, per- like, the wow. purse for the Honda Classic is 8, Genesis 10, Valspar 7.8. Arnold Palmer 10-5, but the players at TPC Sawgrass is 20. So if you win the players, you're not winning a major, but it's basically what. Winning. Well, you make more money winning the players because what are the major purses? I want to say around 16 to 18 maybe. Yeah, so Augusta National doesn't have the purse listed, which is April 7th through 10th. Because um, they're that uppity. But the winner was just over $2 million. So $700,000 less to win the Masters than to win the Players' Championship. And real quick, before we get to the Masters, in between the players and the Masters, we have the Valspar, like I talked about. The WGC match play, so much fun to oh, watch. Oh, I love it's that just so different. Where do they have it this year? Uh, at Austin Country Club. Okay, that's a great match play track, too. Um, some of those finishing stretches. Or that, the par 3, 17 is always a good one. Um, somebody, was it Sergio, had a walk-off ace there last year yeah. to make it to the round of eight? I want to say or uh, something like that. But yeah, it's fucking insane. Great short par three. That par five, that uh, whole left side of the green is covered in water. Then you've got the drivable par four all on the back nine. It seems like a great match play venue. And I don't know if we've ever had like a boring finish there. It's always somewhat of an electric finish at the match play. So that's always one I love to watch. And then we've got the... Uh Corrales Punta Cana Championship in the Dominican Republic. They just kind of throw a turd in there. (laughs) Valero Texas Open and then the Masters. And the Valero Texas Open, um, so one of my, I'll just get into it right now. I believe Jordan Spieth, this is a hot take. This is a, uh, what did we call it earlier? Um, Um, Bold prediction. Bold prediction, there we go. I think Jordan Spieth wins the Masters this year. Okay. But I, I knew that's where you were going. The thing that I don't like about it is the Valero Texas Open is right before the Masters. And he always plays so well. And there. he win he won it last year. And you winning back to back weeks has only been done a handful of times. And when you go win like I'd love for Jordan Spieth to get third at the Valero Texas Open. Yeah. It means he's playing good golf. Trending upward. But he can head into the Masters feeling good about his game, but back to back wins is nearly impossible. So then we had to the Masters in Georgia. What dates is that? That is April 7th through 10th, so mark your calendar for that. It's always, f- no, n- never mind. I was going to say it's always Father's Day, but that's the U.S. Open. Yes, exactly. So Masters Tournament, uh, one of the, the best in golf, if not the best major, just the best thing to win. Of A course, tradition like any other, exactly. unlike any other. Like you Jesus. heard uh, on our intro a little bit ago. And then we got the RBC Heritage, which is a low-key fucking dope golf course. Mm-hmm. Harbortown is so good. Um, and then the rest the only of place I could maybe succeed on the PGA Tour is Harbortown. Yeah, like Stuart Sink won there, fucking seventy years old. <laughs> fucking, ha- I think he's like fifty-one. But in yeah. and out of the nursing home to play the fucking RBC. And you, 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 watching Bryson DeChambeau try to hit driver all over the place out there is a fucking good laugh too, because he's an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to fly it over all these fucking trees, and it's like, dude, that's not how you win this event. Like, un- that that's. One of my general gripes we don't really need to get into right now, but 
just a lack of strategy on the PGA Tour with where you need to place tee shots. Like, if you really want to watch some guys grind it around and pick their spots and uh, really have to m- manipulate the, the golf ball, go watch the RBC Heritage. It is one of the, I mean, freaking skinniest fairways you've ever seen. If you're on the wrong side, if you're in the fairway on the wrong side of the fairway, you're, you can be blocked out from the green. So it, you legitimately have to place it in the fairway. You can't just hit it in the fairway. You have to hit it in a specific spot in the fairway. So that's always a great event. And it's, it's relatable to me because I hit about 260 to 270 at sea level. And that's all really you need out there. You just got to hit it on a fucking frozen rope, which is not always my game, but whatever. So finishing up the rest of April, we have the Zurich Classic, uh, which is a two-player event, always fun, won by the Australians, Mark Leishman, Cam Smith last year. That's when Louie and Charles Schwartz will piss it away. Uh, well, you, well, you can fill it. That's like a sentence you could fill in multiple tournaments when yeah. Louie pissed it away. Yeah, that's kind of what I – I think that was the first tournament he pissed away last year. That was the start of a, a downhill swing. And then we head into the last week of April with – well, technically, with uh, the Zer- uh, Mexico Open, excuse me, in Vida Vallarta, Mexico. So this is kind of a new tournament this year. There was no, uh, they flipped it from something else on the schedule, and that'll be also 500 FedEx Cup points. Then we get into the Wells Fargo, which will play- be played in Maryland at TPC Potomac, the AT&T Byron Nelson. And then as they flip the schedule, which will be a lot earlier this year, and normally there's like the Masters and there's not a major for a while, uh, in May 29th or May 19th through 22nd, we have the PGA Championship at Southern, Southern Hills Country Club in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. which was won by Phil Mickelson last year. Of course, a lit, absolute lit win from him. And so we're having it at Tulsa, Oklahoma, a new new venue I haven't heard a lot about, so I'm excited to watch that. Heard nothing but great things about the state of Oklahoma, so <laughs> it sounds like a real tourist trap oh, out there. Look. And then we finish up May with the Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, that's at Colonial, which is just an old-school, great golf course. Getting into June, um, we're peppered with another major in June, so we have first the Memorial and the RBC Canadian Open. And then June 16th through 19th, we have the U.S. Open. And do you know where that is this year? Can you guess? Oh fuck! Um, where isn't it? Somewhere on the East Coast? Is Massachusetts? It? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's at the Country Club, uh, where Francis Huimet made his name. Dude, what a fucking lit name! The Country Club. Yeah, like, like the Country Club. I'm playing at the Country Club. And like, we I'm going to the Country we Club. had a member um, out of Spring Valley. He passed away this year. God rest his soul. Uh, he. He was descendant from a bunch of like blue bloods out on the East Coast, and he was telling us about he he had played the Country Club multiple times as a child, and it's all um, it's right outside Boston, so it's all these Harvard grads and um, all, just all the government officials, and it's it's not you can't buy your way out there. You have to have some sort of social standing. So it is just like next level, like in your face. We're better than you kind of place like that you know what i mean yeah exactly and just like the old money the east coast i love watching east coast golf me too that's like my favorite area and of course you can't get into that until june um and then finishing up june we have the travelers at tpc river highlands great great track as well and then the john deere classic and tpc deer run which always electric so you can shoot 40 under exactly it's just so many birds it's just a birdie Parade. Birdie Bonanza. Birdie Bonanza at that tournament. So that finishes up June. 
heading into July, we've got another major and the last major of the year. It's just like plow, 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 plow. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. It's not as it's not as fun, I don't think. Um, but we have the Open Championship at St. Andrews, dude. Uh, I can't wait for that. I've played there. Not a big deal. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> ultimate all-time venue. Uh, we have the Genesis Scottish o- Scottish Open, July 7th through 10th. Always a great tournament also. And Which, I think the Irish Open is the week before the the British Open. And that that's European Tour, so that's not PJ Tour, but still a, a great, great event. So much fun to watch. Just uh, actually, come to think of it, the last time Phil won the Open, he won the Scottish Open the week, be- or the Irish Open the week before, I want to say. And just played his ass off back to back weeks, one back to back over across the pond. And I want to say that was no, that can't be the last time somebody went back to back. In my mind, it is the last significant back to back winner on in the world. So we'll just leave it there. Um, and then we go to the Barracuda, which is at Tahoe Mountain Club in Barracuda, um, California. That's a, that's a stable for an event, which always fucks me up because it's like forty is the winner and. 38 i'm like usually it just isn't doesn't make any sense to golfers because obviously the lowest score generally wins so when you're trying to accumulate points and get the highest score then it it is a little bit different so uh but that's always a fun one to watch too because it's a great venue out there in tahoe yep and then we head to the open championship at st andrews and we finish up july with the 3m at tpc twin cities in minnesota and the rocket mortgage at detroit golf club in detroit michigan so a uh, couple of like low key events, but some still some fun ones to watch. And then finishing up the PGA Tour season in August next year, uh, we have the Wyndham Championship in North Carolina, the St. Jude in Memphis, Tennessee, the BMW at Wilmington Country Club in Delaware, another big purse, maybe like the second or third biggest purse in on the PGA Tour, which is kind of funny. And then uh, because it's probably a WGC. And then we have the Tour Championship at East Lake next year. Well, so that's the – so, wait, what is the B, – the BMW is the second leg of the playoffs. That's why it's such a big purse. Okay, that makes sense. So, it's less players, bigger purse. Exactly. So, want to get to that one. And then uh, we finish up in the last week of August, like I said, Tour Championship East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. That is insane. That feels like the season is ending so early. Like, basically, uh, that's – eight months from not from now it's nine and a half months from now but still just early i feel like in years past that's when you just get to like the pga championship was in august and you're kind of winding down on the year a little bit but it feels like the pga tours schedule like the meat of it has gotten pushed up in the year and i think that's partially because of the olympics being added to golf um so it's after or it's before they get done with everything before the Olympics. I also think they want to get done before football, honestly, because their ratings get just slashed whenever there's football on. Because there's plenty of old guys that want to sleep in the middle of golf and, and watch a bunch of commercials for boner pills. But I think if you give most people, well, it depends on the person. Like there's some golf tournaments where I will flip back and forth with football. You know, it depends on the event, depends on the intensity. But most people, not us, a lot of people would rather watch football. But if you don't have to choose, then you watch golf till the end of August, of course. Watch the shitty Rockies a few nights a week, maybe. And then you roll right into football season right after PGA Tour. So I think that was kind of a driving factor in pushing the season up a little bit. 
Um, I'm not a, a genius, but I, th- I, I, you gotta think that that had something to do with it. No, I'm pretty sure they even mentioned that on some PGA Tour broadcasts last year. So that'll finish like the last week or the second to last week of preseason, and then you can just go into watch football. Because why would you kill your ratings? Golf has struggled. Golf has always struggled to become something that is watched on TV by a ton of people. And why would you try to compete with <clears throat> the most watched TV program in the entire? world with the nfl the nfl season yeah so. exactly it just doesn't make any sense so smart move by the pga tour it is just a little bit weird though it feels like they kind of wrap up all the events in july and they kind of start the playoffs in august so uh definitely a little bit of a different vibe but i'm really looking forward to this pga tour season there's a lot of really good storylines i don't think golf has ever been in a better place strictly from a uh, national eyeballs um rating you know what i mean like there's more people watching golf now than there was even two years ago more people are playing golf more people are watching it paying attention to it betting on it betting golf is one of the hardest fucking things you can do on this planet but when you win it's electric factory like because the odds are fire they're huge odds but that's because it's so hard to win but on the flip side of that you hit one winner you're covering your 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 base nut for eight weeks you know what i mean if you, what is it? Uh, your unit. Unit. Base nut. <laughs> Base uh, nut. Unit. We may what? have just coined a new term here. Yeah. So if you got a guy that's plus 800, you put your unit on the line and you win eight units, you're clear for, that's free gambling for the next eight months you know, or eight, eight weeks. So it's one of those very challenging, but it keeps you engaged. And that's generally like sports betting. That's the biggest difference with gambling on sports responsibly is it engages you in a, a, a tournament or a, a sporting event that you would otherwise really not give a shit about, you know? So I'm not saying it's that way with the PJ Tour, but, like, how many people bet Mac football that don't give a shit about Akron, the Akron Zips or fucking Bowling Green, you know? Oh, 100%. It, yeah, it's it's one of those things, so. Sun, a summer in the sun, a Sunday in the summer. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, betting on g- golf, betting on first round leader, betting on. Yeah, we head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and we always get our picks in and we'll start giving you guys picks as we get into the next season. But uh, before we wrap this pot up, we got a couple things to do. We got let's get to our guess that world golf ranking. So I'm going to go first, Mitchell. I'm going to go number 23 in the world right now. Well, so you give me a name, I guess the number. Okay, we're going to flip this around. All right, we're going to go Stuart Sink. What is Stuart Sink ranked in the world currently? Ooh, that, I know he had a really good year last year. I'm going to guess 17. He is 48th, oh. so you're off by 31. So yeah. we'll give each other two each, two well, each, and we'll see who's closer. And I will say the world golf rankings are so weird, too. Because there is legitimately um, events that you never hear of that have world ranking points, like on the Asian tour, on a few different tours. Um, so it's just kind of a an odd deal where you really never know who's getting points, who's not getting points. There's certain sanction events, certain non-sanction events. So uh, it, it there is some some surprising ones here. Um, I am going to go with. The people's golfer, Kevin Kisner. Um, I'm going to say he's 45. That was fairly close. He's 37 in the world right now. So Okay. Just outside the top 30, but 
for not having a shot at any majors in any course that's long, he's doing pretty well for himself. Doing pretty well. <laughs> they pay pretty well for 20th place, I think, <laughs> is the exact quote. That man is a legend. All right, my next guy, Ricky Fowler, my fellow Cobra guy. 64th? Ooh, 76. Ooh, well, relatively close, but yeah. he's still outside of the WGCs. You got to have a certain world ranking to qualify. Um, hopefully, it'd be fun to see him. He, he kind of started to rebound the CJ Cup. He was, what, two back of the league going in the last day. Um, so maybe we'll see a little rebound from the Rickster this upcoming season. Um, let's go with a, a pretty big name here. Cameron Champ. I'm going to say he is 29th in the world. Really? That's a complete guess. 77th. Oh, okay. Yeah. One behind who you just gave to me, which is kind of funny. Way off there. Way yeah, off. But Cameron Champ, didn't he win this year? I think he did. I think he did struggle otherwise. Well, he won though. the 3M last year. That's what, okay. And so basically I feel mid, like mid-year he either year. misses cuts or he wins. And I think he misses way more cuts than he wins, but... Well, yeah, you would think so. Obviously. He's not Tiger Woods, but... He's not early 2000s Tiger. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he either really struggles or he'll win. He'll just come out of nowhere and win, so... All right, my next guy is going to be Santiago Tario Ben. I just looked at that one. I ruined it. He, because... See, but that's what I'm saying. He's he's ranked 100th for anybody who's uh, keeping score here, but... I have, what tour does he play on? You know, where where have you ever heard his name? He's from looks like Mexico or I don't think that's a Mexican it's flag. The, it's the same flag. Let's as not get into Sergio. So he's from Spain. <laughs> Close enough. Okay, so he. Oh, let's see where what. And John Rom. So one in one hundred are occupied by Spaniards. Wow. Um. So he's a European tour guy, and oh, he did win twice. Uh, on or he won twice on the challenge tour and finished third on the hero world at uh, at the hero open on the european tour so he's literally had he's won twice on the corn fairy version of the european tour and won or and finished third at one european tour event and he's top 100 in the world like that see that's what i'm saying world golf points don't add up all right i'm gonna toss one more at you big shooter all right um how about our good buddy Bubba Watson? Bubba Watson, he was really close to winning, almost won me a ton of money last year, but didn't actually hold on. I'm going to say he's 52nd in the world. Right 72. Now. 72nd. So right. he's he's up there. He's struggled a little bit. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not holding out any hope for him. No, but yeah, whatever. Bubba, Bubba is a Bubba fun, will, fun player to watch. He'll be Bubba. Douchebag, but fun player to watch. Bubba will be Bubba. All right, and as we do every pod, we're going to finish this up with our fairway or four from last week with Vic. Uh, he was great, by the way. Thank you to all you guys that tuned in for that one. Vic Lombardi's the Denver, Mr. Denver, as we called him, the absolute goat. Uh, we had some fairway or fours last week, and the results from you guys came in. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be the Denver Broncos quarterback in 2022. We got 70% four on that one. Um, Radio Mosier, uh, Mark Mosier, crushes at least a 12-pack in 18 holes of golf. Vic said that was light, and that got 85% fairway. And then our last one was Nikola Jokic is arguably a top three Denver athlete of all time, 81% fairway. So 
Um, other than Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver, which I don't believe is going to happen, uh, mark my words, Russell Wilson will be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos in 2022. Oh, my God. I'm coming out with that right now. Uh, Say, we'll save that clip. We'll, we're going to save that clip. Um, everything was fairway. So, yeah. all right, give me your first fairway or four this week, buddy. Okay, so, ooh, you just buddied me. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I hate when I got to take a step back and reevaluate. Um, well, we'll go to football here a little bit. So the Patriots are six and four this year, and all of a sudden they have one like good win, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl." Which don't get me wrong, they look good, but okay. So I think I know your answer, but fairway or four Patriots going to the Super Bowl? Uh, four, complete four. Yeah, they will make the playoffs though, because as we record this on Thursday, they're about to play and beat the shit out of the Falcons. Uh, minus take Patriots minus six and a half is a lock. I couldn't yeah, sound like free an money. idiot, but. Um, they're when this Falcons, drops so tomorrow, when we'll, this drops, they'll be just... seven and four probably. They'll make the or playoffs. Or look like but giant idiots. They're they're not going to go to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Mac Jones is good. Do I wish the Broncos would draft him? Yes. Would he have been this good here? No. <laughs> but I do. I don't believe they're going to the Super Bowl. But I do believe they're going to make a, make the playoffs. They're. I think they're just too well coached and too good not to. All right, my first fairway or four, and I know your answer on this, but I kind of want to get the people's answer. Uh, wearing joggers in a golf tournament. Oh, I fucking hate that. <laughs> that shit grinds my gears, especially grown men. Like, high schoolers wearing joggers, whatever. It's a trend. But you have a grown-ass dude with his ankle showing on the golf course. I just, uh, oh, wow. I just can't, uh, I can't wrap my head around it. It's just not for me. But I will say that is kind of on the same trend as, like, golf hoodies and things like that. So, I just... I just don't – I don't mind, like – I don't want to sound weird, but, like, tighter pants. Like, you don't need to wear these big, baggy, like, early 2000s NBA draft pants that are, like, fucking – you're stepping on them, and they just look like they could you could fit a fucking redwood tree inside of them. But I don't think that you need to wear joggers. Nobody needs to wear joggers. Yeah, Mitchell's not a big jogger guy. He no. hates when I wear joggers. Yeah. And All right. Spencer does pull it off because he's got some fucking quadzillas and some... I'm some, the fairy quad mother. Yeah, and some big calves, so he can bust out of a, a pair of... Oh, good God, where are we going with this? Um, anywho, I'm going to jump over to baseball. So, Noah Syndergaard left the New York Mets this uh, year, or t- this week, I guess you could say, to go over to the LA Angels. So, now they've got... I mean, Syndergaard hasn't really pitched since, I want to say, 19 with some injuries. But Syndergaard, he was basically untouchable the last time he pitched. Then you've got Otani. You've got Trout. And it begs the question, like, are the, the Angels ever going to win anything? Like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down just a little bit. Will they even go to the AFC, or <laughs> the AL finals? No, the, I don't, the AL, th- AL I don't championship think they series. make the playoffs. That's so disgusting. It's so frustrating. Like, it, it, it's so... Mike Trout is a generational talent, and he gets no hype, and the MLB does him zero favors of not really advertising him because he's a generational athlete. But the Angels are just such a weird deal where they've got these superstars, and they just don't give a shit. And Anaheim is just such a looked-over sports town anyways between the Ducks, Angels. Um, they just don't get a lot of hype they're kind of the forgotten about california um crowd so i get it and the angels just fucking suck it's kind of sad yeah so i'm going four on that angels miss the playoffs and they definitely don't make the al championship i'm saying at some point within like trout's career 
oh, well, the Syndergaard's only a one-year deal, so you never know what they're going to do after that. But it's, it's a matter of him being healthy as well. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I, I was going more long-term. But, yeah, this year I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But I, I was just kind of more curious, like, are they ever going to make enough moves to get to that point, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think I they will. It. All right, my last fairway or four. Does Rory McIlroy win a major in 2022? That's a that's a tough one. I got to go fairway. I so if you're picking Spieth, I'm taking Rory to win the Masters, and we will. We need to take a little wager on that. Um, something non-money, something pride related that we can embarrass each other with. Um, but yeah, we got to do it for content. But I think Rory wins the Masters this year, um, gets his shit straight, and finally tackles Augusta. It's taken him. He's been knocking on the door for a decade now, and he just he needs to go out and get it done. Like, he's not getting any younger. He's really not. So he, I, I hope for him that he does it. And if he doesn't win at Augusta, maybe he can get an Open. He's won the U.S. Open before. He's won the PGA. Those are easy. <laughs> not at all. But he he's got like a mental roadblock with the masters. So I think to see him hurdle, that would be awesome. So I'm going to go fairway. Yeah. That would be his grand slam, right? His yeah. That would, slam. that would wrap it up for him. Well, that would wrap it up for him. And this is going to wrap it up for us. Thank y'all for tuning in. We hope you have a great weekend. Broncos are off by a week. We don't Thank have to God. let them ruin our Sunday. We can watch golf, hang out. Uh, it's finally close to Thanksgiving, so make sure you go hang out with your family. I know that's next week. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week on another episode of Big Drive Energy. We are out. Peace. Peace.